John, second year anniversary. Wow. Right? Yeah. I, I'm just... I'm, the I'm, terrible twos? The terrible twos. <laughs> Uh, uh, thank you for being here. Uh, I think we've had a great time, especially year two. Um, uh, no, I'm, I'm, I'm shocked. Our actual anniversary is, is the, is Valentine's day. Uh, but, uh, the way it works out, I think this comes out on the 12th. This will be yes. the 12th. Uh, but, um, happy second year anniversary. Uh, I think we've, you know, we've really tried to, and I think been successful in talking about aspects of Vegas that aren't overly talked about. Yeah. You know, like I said, we, uh, we, we, I have been, um, uh, exposed to some great podcasts, um, uh, Chris out there in uh, LA and there's a whole bunch more that, you know, they focus on the gambling and they focus on the, the, uh, the, the entertainment in general, lots of gambling now and, uh, having the experience that we have, uh, I, I think, uh, I'm really glad that we kind of, you know, straight away. Yeah. Well, we live here too. So I think that yeah. makes a difference. That's true. We look at it from a different perspective. Yeah. You know? And I think it was probably fair, uh, for us not to, because yeah. I don't think either one of us, uh, could be considered a professional gambler. Yeah. Uh, every, that's true. every nickel yeah. makes my stomach hurt. So. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you really can't live here and, you know, and be a gambler or really enjoy it. No. I think it's something that you just have to to indulge in from now and then if you really like it and then leave, yeah, get yeah. away from it because it can, it'll can it suck you down the hole. Yeah. yeah. But as far as our fans are concerned and our listeners, I, I, I join them in, in, in uh, applauding the fact that Las Vegas has so much more to offer. And we and and some interesting aspects. I mean, everything you know from its influence in in, in politics and Washington D.C. to ghost stories all around. Yeah. Um. You know, I, I just I have learned a lot. You know, I can't. I I I would say very confidently, I knew probably sixty percent of what we spoke about, and the rest we researched, and it was just really cool. Yeah. I thought I, I thought it was fantastic. Um. But go ahead. No, I was going to say that one of the things I hope that you know we accomplished here was because we found in, in dealing with people. Um, the guests that came here, that there was this, as we talked about, this disconnect between their expectations and what the place was really like. Right. That, oh, they have all these great restaurants now in Las Vegas. Yeah, they do. But they're not cheap, like the old Vegas was. Vegas where they gave things away, the the lost leaders. Right. Yeah, you know, they had the buffets and they had things that you, you waited in line a long time, but it was cheap. Uh, and the idea was to get you in the, the same thing with the shows. The idea of the shows was to get you into the hotel and where you would gamble and what have you. And then, then the marketing of that just kind of, you know, it became incidental. So people came and I think they were expecting the hotels to, to, to suck up to them and, and, and that, and they didn't anymore. They just kind of said, well, Hey, this is what we have. If you don't like it, tough. Yeah. You know? No, I totally agree with that. I think the marketing of Vegas precursored uh, the marketing, like for example, in the mortgage industry, the the, the banks no longer want, you know, the, uh, the more a lot of the banks, a lot of the major banks don't want the mortgages from every, everyday people. They yeah. want they want seven figures. They want a commitment to their bank. They want several accounts, you know, and everybody else be damned. And that's kind of the way Vegas went for a while. I I don't I think they're realizing now that that's not necessarily the way to go, especially because. Uh, the powers that be here in Las Vegas decided to do it um, matter-of-factly and, and a lot of times uh, in spite of, uh, uh, you know, great concern from their, their base customers. You know, the parking issue um, and, and the drinks issue and everything else. It was, it was, 
discouraging and that's the last thing you want from a Las Vegas visitors is discouragement or disillusionment yeah, yeah. you know and uh, uh, locals we deal with it you know we, we, we you know we have people drop us off we uber we lift we do everything and we get we, we avoid the charges but you know it's very difficult and so what what happens to locals we don't go yeah you know what do you want right. yeah you want to go to Caesars for dinner no I don't you yeah, know yeah. I have to park I have to I have to walk I have to do this you know, and I think they're—I think they're realizing that. But the specter, the giant black and silver cloud, yes, that's coming. That's coming. Yes, um, uh, with the Raiders. I, you know, unfortunately, I think with that comes a whole new level of 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 superiority uh, and charges and and things of that nature. I don't know. What do you think? Do you think well, the Raiders are going to be a positive or a negative? Ultimately, it'll be a negative. Yeah. I just think because again, it's is what we're seeing is Las Vegas transforming from a destination to just just another city. Mm-hmm. Oh, we have sports teams now, just like everybody else, and they're going to treat people like like anywhere else. The only difference will be we've got all these these world class hotels or the big hotels, and we do have legalized gambling. You can bet on the games uh, where you maybe you know you can't do that everywhere right. and things like that. You know, but other than that, it's I think it's going to lose a lot of its. You know, in in the in the quest for profit and market share or whatever, it's going to lose something, and I think that's it's unfortunate. But but I think I agree. I agree. You know, and and uh, uh, it was both fortunate and unfortunate that the Golden Knights, um, who I support absolutely, um, it's it's unfortunate they did so well year one. Yeah. You know, yeah. because the the knee jerk response, of course, is that, you know, we're going to raise all the prices because they're fantastic and yeah. you're going to get this amazing experience. Well, now they're they're what is what was expected from an expansion team. You know, they're OK. They're doing good. Yeah. You know, and, and all the guys, I, I applaud them. They're fantastic. Um, but uh, but unfortunately, so many people, all they can afford is a T-shirt. Yeah, <laughs> they, yeah. can't, they can't go to the games. Uh, and I, I hear so many people say, oh, I got a pair of tickets. Not I bought. I got a pair of tickets. And I was, I'm so excited. But but, and, but it's so expensive. So expensive. Yeah. And the Raiders, we've talked about that. We've talked about my personal experience with, with my cousin. Uh, dear God, just 5000 to to basically lease a seat that you haven't paid for for the season yet. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, you know? it's getting, that's the, also the corporatization of sports. You know, yeah. even going back to 2000, when I was a well, when I was a kid, but you know, I remember going to Giants games. Candlestick, it cost four dollars and fifty cents for a box seat. That was a good seat. Mm. Three fifty for a uh, for a reserve seat, which was a little higher up in the stands, but still a reserve seat. If you wanted the bleachers, as they were called, they were a dollar. Right. You know, yeah. they were a dollar, and the really expensive uh, uh, in the mezzanine, which had a it had your own door with a key. Ooh. Yeah, it was seven dollars and fifty cents. Oh dear. Now. You and know, bread was ten cents. Yeah, pretty much. I mean, yeah, gas was seventy five cents a gallon. But when you think about it, well, okay, gas might be four or five times as much, but baseball tickets are are significantly more than that. So yeah. when the Giants moved to AT and which was then AT and T Park, it's now changed. No, I take that back. It was Pac Bell originally. Okay, yes, yes. It's now changed its name for the fourth time. It's now known as Oracle Park. You know, but anyhow, when it was when it was Pac Bell. And my parents had season tickets from Candlestick. Mm-hmm. They were offered the same tickets, at, but you had to pay for the license $50,000. And yeah. it was really clear to me that what they wanted to do was they didn't want average, everyday baseball fans, family people to go to games. They wanted those great seats because they had basically front row right behind the dugout. Mm. They wanted those reserved for corporations 
and for for people there to wine and dine their clients. Yeah, you know, that's you know, and and more power to them. But I think you know, unfortunately, that that turns their back on their core fans. Yeah, and I think the 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 core fans are more important. I really do. A marketing person, you know, from from uh, you know a major sports team's um, corporate office, would have probably volumes of arguments for me. Yeah. But uh, when it comes right down to it, if you turn your back on your core fans, I believe that is going to be the beginning of your end. Yeah. You know, and 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 people are going to rise up and say no, because you know the country is doing a little bit better. But it's nowhere near as as good as as certain administrations like to tell us. Yeah, yeah. Oh, you and you think about it also. I mean, the, the the corporate seats they only want the good seats anyway. Right. Uh, if you have a stadium that holds forty thousand, fifty thousand, whatever, um, then you're talking about those 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 choice seats. Maybe maybe how many are there going to be? A couple thousand. Yeah. And everything else is going to be mediocre. You, I don't want my clients sitting up in the upper deck. Well, so that's going to have to go to the rank and file, and they're spending a hell of a lot more money because mm-hmm. those people down there with the, the the corporate clients, they're not drinking any more beer than they, <laughs> no. than. No, <laughs> they're in fact, they're probably drinking a lot less. Yeah, they're only eating the one hot dog. They're not mm. eating two and three, and you know, and, and then getting drunk out in the out in the bleachers. For sure, for sure. Mm-hmm. But uh, again, John, happy second anniversary. Wow. We are um, we are dangerously close. To the, to the crossover that I've been talking about, the, yeah. probably the last 10 podcasts, um, uh, to our uh, uh, second uh, production uh, of the Pod Bay Door Network. It's, it's The Invisible Maybe. The Invisible Maybe. And uh, we will have, uh, it opens uh, you know, up the door up to talk about so many other things. Not that Las Vegas isn't a fantastic subject. Uh, and it will continue to be so for us. But we are going to cross over uh, to The Invisible Maybe for a little bit. And... Um, and, and gather up more information about Las Vegas so we can uh, relaunch some new ones. Uh, but the Invisible Maybe, uh, what we're going to do is we're going to uh, cross it over with uh, the Las Vegas version of the Pod Bay Door uh, at a special location. Now, I'm still not going to tell you where that is, but very soon. A couple more episodes, I'll let you know. Uh, all I can tell you is that there every, periodically there's either little green people or little gray people, depending on what you believe. Uh, and uh, they have some fantastic little places out there. So... Hopefully, John and I will be uh, will be on a remote uh, podcast, and uh, we'll we'll introduce our crossover in the invisible maybe at that time. Clark um, County Jail, from the jail, from sorry, from the from the federal jail as we get picked up. Uh, but uh, this episode, as I promised, we're going to talk food, 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 food. Um, I picked some, of course, from our alma mater, the Venetian. Yeah. Uh, some new ones, uh, some old ones, uh, all of which I've either been to or worked at uh, as, in my capacity as a photographer. And we're going to talk about different uh, uh, cuisine styles, Asian steak, seafood, meat, John's favorite meat. Oh, yes. Yeah. Um, and fine dining. We're going to talk about the best locations for the food. Not necessarily the best food per se, but the best location. Uh, best dive restaurants. We're going to talk a little bit about food trucks, and then we have a fan question way out from J- uh, John's old haunt in Japan. Uh, but uh, all right, let's 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 get down to the Venetians' restaurants here. Uh, as John said, uh, restaurants in Vegas have have graduated to pretty much all being expensive. Yeah, you know, I mean, uh, John Travolta, Travolta's five dollar shakes are definitely out there and more. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but the Venetian has some some spectacular restaurants, 
and uh, we thought we'd talk a little bit about them, you know, to help you with your visit. Uh, first one uh, that, that is near and dear to my heart because they're a client of mine and they're a fantastic bunch of people uh, is Bouchon. Yeah. Chef Thomas Keller. Um, uh, uh, John recently gifted me a, a wonderful uh, thing, uh, the master classes. If you guys ever get a chance, uh, they're an online class with all the classic masters, T- Chef Keller, uh, Wolfgang Puck, Wolfgang Puck, and uh, that's just the food industry. Yeah, you know Ron Howard, yeah. and so on and so forth. Spike but, Lee has one. Yeah, Spike Jody Lee. Foster. Yeah, has uh, Neil so Kamen. check that out, master class. Uh, but that being said, Chef Thomas Keller had a master class, and he's from Bouchon. Uh, uh, Chef Keller, you might know him from the uh, French Laundry, of course, yes, and the, in, in Yountville. In Yountville, yes, yeah, exactly. Up in Napa County, and uh, and uh, he's got Bouchon Bakeries uh, here, of course, Los Angeles, New York. I've been there, right there at Thirty Rock, um, and uh, it is Bouchon in the Venetian is, and it's actually the Palazzo Tower. Yeah. Um, is a light French. They call it a country French sometimes. I don't know if that's actually correct, but uh, it's a light French. Um, and uh, they do a wonderful breakfast. They do a wonderful lunch and a fantastic dinner. Uh, and they, if you're a wine connoisseur, they have a wonderful sommelier uh, and a cellar. And generally speaking, I would say you would be safe to plan about $100 a piece. Yeah, it's about right. Yeah. Um, very creamy, very, very rich food, uh, very savory. Um, if you love cheese, they have a cheese plate that will, uh, or if you love stinky cheese, yeah, they have one that will blow you away. It's fantastic. And of course their desserts because they're a bakery. Yeah. Uh, they actually have a secondary bakery location, uh, uh at the bottom, uh, near the guest elevators. Um, uh, amazing, amazing. Uh, but, um, and then it was we, a great place to put it. Yeah. Oh my go, gosh. Go yeah. Take it through your room. You you get out of your out of the elevator from the room and there's the bakery. You can't. Yeah. Just yeah. It's it's just, it's amazing. But uh, now I'll let you talk about this one. Canaletto. Yeah. It's still there. Yeah. 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 I thought it would be. It had a good location. Yeah. Canaletto was more. You know, it was it was part of the Ilfranio group, hmm. uh, which is good. It, it's not a it's not a top five star establishment, hmm. but it's good. It's certainly serviceable. Uh, I remember when they had the opening, they were kind enough to to uh, give us a free dinner there. Mm-hmm. And um, they gave me a free bottle of wine, which, you know, hey, I can't take it with me. <laughs> so that was a great way to spend spend your lunch hour yes. uh, on, the, on the job. Right. Um, so, yeah, the, the, my complaint with a place like Canaletto is because, I mean, it has a really good location there mm-hmm. at St. Mark's Square, is it's noisy. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I don't know. It's just that it looks great and everything. It would be nice if they could turn down the sound. Yes, you know it's noisy and it's you yeah. Know, it's now, Canaletto both is uh, relatively near the canal. Yes, uh, yep. and is also uh, showcased within the St. Mark's the the facade of St. Mark's Square. Yeah, which, as John said, is enclosed and is like uh, like a like a being inside a drum. <laughs> yeah, yeah. There's an echo there. The, yeah. yeah, but the food was was good. Again, it's a light Italian. I would say I, I believe it's northern Italian. Yeah. Um, uh, but, uh, you know, it, no, uh, it's it doesn't it's not pretentious by any means. Yeah. Uh, it doesn't sport uh, uh, Michelin stars and it's not have all the five. Diamonds. Yeah, and it's probably more Americanized. Right. Supposedly. So. So, yeah, and it, it's fine. It's it's it, it's you won't be spending as much money. Not at all. Which is nice. Yeah. I remember we would get we would get, um, you know, corporate clients. They want to take somebody out. Uh, they had a budget. Where can you go? Canaletto was a safe choice mm-hmm, because mm-hmm. if it was going to be, it was going to be, it was going to be good, 
They would they would like it, right. and they would have a nice dinner. It wouldn't break their per diem, or <laughs> right. or, or it would right. just be, you know it wasn't going to break it by much. Right. Um, and there wasn't going to be anything unusual. So if somebody looks, at, what the hell is this? Right. You, know? right. you never know who you're taking out, right? Yeah. So cantaletto, <laughs> great for experience, not great for noise, and and the food is uh, well, serviceable. Yeah, I love that term. Uh, the the next one uh, d- that uh, near and dear to our hearts is uh, used to be uh, the uh, the taqueria or taqueria yeah. canyonita. It is now just canyonita. Uh, same ownership. Uh, same ownership. You know? Yeah. So yeah. Margaritas um, by the foot. Margaritas by the foot. Yes. Uh, and uh, you can get the the novelty uh, yard margarita. Yeah. Please um, don't. I please mean, don't. I remember <laughs> usually the the it was kind of like a a thermometer. That yes. thing that it was like a thermometer that as as the as the drink went down the the rate of being obnoxious went up because there would be people down there calling me names mm-hmm. and they would be slurring their speech and more often than not they had a near empty yard margarita yard in margarita. their hand and yep. calling me hey, yes home totally yeah they uh, <laughs> yeah that's kind of like the blue light special for Kmart <laughs> that that told us the bad guess uh, but the Canyonita if you want uh, sort of a cantina style. Um, yeah, a little bit of Tex-Mex, uh, but real basic. Uh, any any uh, Mexican restaurant that you're used to in your own market, um, that's that's pretty much it. However, again, uh, the Venetian is really known for its atmosphere. Yeah. Uh, so the uh, they have seating right next to the canal, so you can see the poor people you know going by with their little gondolier. Uh, you can hear some of the singing from the gondoliers if that's what you want, or if you would like silence, you can get a pretty quiet table, I think. Uh, but um, uh, that's more of on the interior of the canal shops yeah. of the Venetian. Yeah, that's kind of a cut above. It's it's a cut below the re- the real restaurants, I mm-hmm. think, and a cut above the food court. You know? Right, right, exactly. <laughs> it's kind of falls not no man's land there. Right now, now the next one is is actually a a chain sponsored restaurant, the Grand Lux Cafe. Yeah, which is uh, everybody's favorite cheese. Cheesecake factory. Cheesecake factory. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I was just there. Uh, they they uh, with a friend and she and I had a, a lovely meal. It it's a little dark. It's it's very romantic. But if you're not wanting romantic, don't take yeah. the business people there. Yeah. Uh, giant portions. Not yeah. quite not quite a claim jumper, but it's a cheesecake factory style. Uh, uh, excellent food, excellent presentation, but is straight out American. Um, and they have uh, they have. Uh, one of my favorites that I actually don't eat anymore, but it's a buffalo chicken spring rolls. Mm. Yes. Yeah. And uh, they had a huge menu. Oh, you yes. Could, you absolutely. If you can't find something there that say, well, okay, I'll pick mm-hmm. at this or whatever, then then you know you. I don't know because they had something for pretty much for everybody. Yeah. They had. They used to have, and I think they've uh, discontinued it, but they had a a um, chicken, a, a California chicken avocado sandwich. On Indian fry bread. Nice. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Uh, that was amazing, and it was it was your calories for at least two or three months. Yeah. Uh, but it was amazing. But that's the type of food they have there at the Grand Lux Cafe. They also have a smaller version of it now in the canal shops. Uh, uh, so they have actually two locations in, in yeah. the Venetian. When I taught at College of Southern Nevada in the evenings a couple mm. of years ago, I, I had a student uh, who worked in the kitchen at one of the cheesecake factories, and <laughs> without fail. You know, every week, usually, every other week, whatever, here come a nice piece of cheesecake. Oh. Here, teacher. Nice. <laughs> nice. Nice. Thank you. Yeah, heart bombs. Oh, my yes, gosh. They're yes. so good, though. Yes. So here's a couple, um, the Lavo yeah. and Tao. Yeah. Now, are they restaurants? 
What do you think? Mm, yeah, yeah, I, I guess, guess so. Tao, certainly. Yeah. Uh, Tao, you know, they, they tout themselves as being Asian fusion, as everybody uh, seems to do at some point in their, in their yeah. career. Uh, Lavo is a very strange fusion. It's, it's American, Italian, um, all kind of stuff there. But in my opinion, they're better as, as well, they, they love to call them. I think they still call themselves ultra lounges. Uh, Tao is, is, is still a really great place for the in crowd. Yeah. Generally speaking, um, they have a lot of, uh, uh, celebrity sponsored events where the celebrity comes or not. Uh, you know, if, if uh, Kim Kardashian will have a party, she probably won't be there, but it's a yeah. Kim, Kim Kardashian party. So it's a really great place for crafted drinks and, and mixology and things of that nature. The restaurant, in my opinion, is just a, is, is an aside. It's okay. Yeah. It's okay. Tao, of course, over uh, is right at the exit, second floor of the canal shops near the exit to Las Vegas Boulevard. Uh, does not overlook the strip. Everybody asks me that all the time. It does not. Uh, but it does have a pool. It does have a, a separate pool area that they sponsored, the Tao Pool. Uh, Lavo is this really interesting two-level restaurant ultra lounge, um, and uh, it's um, uh, basically Lavo is wash your hands. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. <laughs> you know, if you're if you're wondering what that stands for, it's essentially wash your hands. Uh, but a beautifully, beautifully constructed restaurant, uh, wonderful place to get a drink and maybe some like tapas style uh, 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 appetizers. But uh, again, as restaurants go. Really expensive. Yeah, you know, in a lot of ways, some of these restaurants like Tao and and uh, and, and Lavo have replaced the quintessential show. Mm-hmm. Like you go to Las Vegas, it's like, oh, well, did you see, you know, Jubilee or, or Folly's Bergere at, in the old days, right? Mm-hmm. Now it's, mm-hmm. do you see, oh, or any of the Cirque du Soleil shows. Right. And it's just like, almost like, did you go to that restaurant? Mm-hmm. Did you go to, did you go to Tao? Just because it doesn't matter if it was what you had there, you just had to have gone there. Yeah, I did. Right. What you have, I don't remember. <laughs> right. It, it was some. It was right. something. You know, I don't know what it was. It was a uh, some 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 kind of noodle. Right. What do you think of noodles? You lived in uh, the noodle place. I yeah. Mean, what, uh, it, it, was it available to you at all times? Noodles? You just go out and there were noodles. I mean, it was in in Japan. In, in Japan. Yeah. I mean, there were there were in the winter time. It was great. Um, they would have these these what they call the yatai, which was which was basically a makeshift restaurant. It was somebody would would downtown and everything was closed. Now I'm not talking Tokyo. I'm talking out in the suburbs. Okay, they would pitch a tent in the middle of winter, and it gets cold. I mean, it's see your breath cold. It's yeah. you know the temperature there is centigrade. It's getting down to zero, or you know it's it's near freezing. Sure, and people have been drinking. And, you know, you're realizing I should really be cold right now. In fact, I am cold. I don't really feel anything. But but anyhow, you would go into this into this tent and they would serve ramen. Mm. And the ramen was great, you know, because you're there and you're everybody's freezing. It's not heated or anything. Right. In this tent. And and the water came. You see the spigot right outside. That's where they got the water for the soup. And and by the morning, it's gone because they would we would close the tent up and come back the next night. You know, okay. so so those places and they had yakitori, you know, the mm-hmm. the, the chicken um, pretty much available somewhere in the neighborhood at all times. So rice noodle or flour noodle? I think a flour noodle. You think so? Yeah. OK. All right. Um, the next one is is I've only I've not eaten there, uh, but I was was uh, very pleased to work there briefly. Uh, and it's Mott 32. Mott 32 is, a, is new at the Venetian, generally oh. speaking. Uh, and it is a, um, 
It is a high-end, fine-dining, Cantonese, Sichuan, and, and, and Beijing culture restaurant. Mm-hmm. That's how they tout themselves. Uh, that makes what makes it really funny to me. A lot of these restaurants, part of their selling, uh, their marketing aspects is they say free parking. Yes, that's true. Yeah, because it's free at the Venetian. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, uh, but Mat Thirty Two, it uh, small, typically small Asian restaurant. They're looking for not. They're looking for a quality number of tables, uh, but they also have larger tables for large parties because it, it and they. The, the thing that I always look for in an Asian restaurant, and it sounds terrible, but it's no different than your, when you look at a restaurant, is it empty or is it full of people? Well, if an Asian restaurant is full of Asian people, I'm like, okay. Yeah. Yeah, that's kind of a real big check mark for me. And when I was there, that was, I mean, it, it seemed very popular. And they, they, were, uh, they were very traditionally Asian, and I think the restaurant is as well. However, uh, I was told that most of their dishes are extremely hot. You know, very spicy. Yeah, it's that Szechuan style. Yes, yeah. yes. Uh, but uh, if you like that, Mott 32 over at the Venetian looks l- looks fantastic. Uh, Morel's Steakhouse, uh, not new. I mean, it's it, uh, it's um, kind of jumped in there uh, as far as popularity and power uh, uh, within the within the Venetian and the city because of uh, of uh, Mario Batali's exit. Yeah, uh, Carna- when Carnavino, uh, uh, you know, when he closed, fell, yeah, uh, uh, Morel's kind of jumped in there. Uh, Morel's, you know, it, it's a Smith and Walensky style. Um, uh, Peter Luger's, it's just a high-end um, uh, uh, aged meat. Um, you know, not not John and I's yes. uh, wheelhouse, yeah. uh, but uh, uh, very very good. Now here's one: Sushi Samba was there during our tenure. Yeah. Um, Strange, yeah, it's yeah. just a weird place, yeah. yeah. Um, uh, of course, it has sushi, okay, it, okay, there, there's a lot better, but um, uh, and the samba part, which is it's a mixture of, of sort of an Asian Brazilian, yeah, yeah, and uh, uh it is it has kind of taken the place, uh, uh, taken its place as a more of a um, uh, grab a drink, grab a plate of sushi, and then kind of move on to the next place. Uh, but um, r- really well decorated. I th- it's a beautiful restaurant. Um, th- there's another steakhouse also at the Venetian uh, because the Venetian is so large. You you can you can have a steakhouse, uh, multiple steakhouses, and and never the twain shall meet. Uh, it's called Cut. And again, really good, uh, you know, aged meat. Um, I don't know what separates it from Morel's or Morton's or everything else. Um, you know, celebrity chefs aside, it, it's it's great food. Uh, very very expensive. I mean, you're looking at a buck and a half if you're lucky. Yeah. You know, per person. Yeah. Per person. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, um, yeah, in the old days, they would they would they would bankrupt you in the in the casino. At least you had a little more fun with it. Yeah. And the one that, that kind of sticks out, uh, and it's funny you mentioned about the noise. Um, of uh, Canaletto, Yardbird. Hmm. Now, Yardbird again is not this only one, but it's at the Venetian, and it is a it is a uh, sort of a savory uh, fusion American uh, farm to table kind of thing. Uh, and um, oh, what? My printer. Oh, <laughs> we, have, we have electronics something. going off in here. Um, and uh, but uh, uh, I have been, I have been there, and it's 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 outstanding. It's outstanding. Now, again, really loud, really loud because it's a, it's an, it's sort of a, um, an all, in, your all encompassing restaurant, open kitchen, looks a lot like Gordon Ramsay's, 
uh, situation uh, in most of his restaurants. Uh, but uh, Yardbird is fantastic, and um, uh, they have um, they they specifically have a relatively large uh, pescatarian, vegetarian, vegan selection. Uh, but uh, generally speaking, they're known for lots of meat. So, so that's just some highlights of the Venetian. Uh, and uh, as we progress forward with, uh, you know, with talking about restaurants, we'll kind of pick and choose uh, the casinos and give you some recommendations where to go. Now, Asian restaurant, John, if you had to go right now yeah. and they said, here's $200, <laughs> where would you go? Well, I mentioned last week that that you know I like Lotus and Siam because I like Thai food. Yeah. Um, uh, so so that would be my my first choice. Okay. Local, you know, um, if I could if I could go somewhere. Okay. I also like the fact that I don't have to go on the strip to go there. That's true. You know, and Lotus and Siam is remind me of the cross street. It's now on East Flamingo. Okay. It used to be over there on East Sahara in a in a uh, in a strip mall, and uh, there was a. Uh, damage during a storm yes. and the roof collapsed so they had to close it for several months and, and not a very reopened. desirable area no it really wasn't yeah. the best place yeah um but but anyhow it, it had been on east sahara and then they moved it over to on uh, east flamingo okay um and my understanding is they were going to open the old one back up again yeah um, again it's not real fancy and at least the the original one was wasn't it wasn't fancy on the inside, but it was it was known as for its food. Yeah. Um, the chef is, is in fact it was one of the one of the magazines. I think it was um, um, Bon Appetit mm-hmm, mm-hmm. had 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 said it was the best Thai restaurant in the United States. Wow. Yeah. That's quite, that's back, quite when a statement. We, when, back when we yes. worked there, and everything hadn't changed, okay. so they had the same. So Lotus of Siam. Now, now uh, you you've been to Thailand, yeah? Yes. Um, uh, compared. Yeah, I mean, what what I remember, um, you know, if from Thai, some of the best places I went to Thailand, mm-hmm. f- in my opinion, were these food stalls yeah. that were just run, you know, by some woman with, you know, yelling at her kids. Uh, and you would have the neighborhood stray dogs coming up to you begging, mm. you know, off the street. Those places were great. <laughs> and the gnarled up chicken yes, feet. Yes, yes. You know. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, but there was a really good outdoor restaurant. In fact, at the time, now this was in the, that I went there, mm-hmm. this, this trip would have been in the 80s, late 80s. Mm-hmm. And um, it was at that time, it was the world's, lar- they said it was the world's largest open air restaurant. Mm. And it was great. That was really good too. I had food there I hadn't tried before. Okay, um, that was Thai food. So, so Lotus of Siam. Uh, what dish would you like? Um, well, almost any of their curry dishes I think are great. Oh, okay. Also, they do a really good job with the sticky rice and mango for dessert. Okay, a lot of places you know, they have it. It's, uh, I don't know, but but that one there is absolutely worth having. Okay, yeah. are you a Vindaloo fan, or is that too hot for you? Nothing's too hot for me. Nothing's too hot for no. you. No, oh, excellent. Okay. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I, again, I think we, we t- touched on this last uh, episode, but uh, or maybe the one before. Um, Morimoto, I, I think. Yes, um, Morimoto. It's clean, and I, what I mean is, it's cleanly presented, uh, and uh, it's 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 uh, the peak of freshness, um, and it's not too much food. You know, uh, and I, I think it's um, a, if you look at sushi and Asian cuisine from an artistic point of view. Uh, and uh, there's several Netflix uh, specials on on uh, uh, sushi chefs. They're fantastic to yeah. watch, but it, it truly is an art form, uh, yeah. and they really care about how that is coming out to you. Even if they have 50 presentations, they really care about each one. Uh, so so that's it. Um, I'm terrible. I you know it's it's um, uh, uh, true sushi aficionados don't like this. I actually like the ones with cream cheese. 
Yeah, well, I remember e- even <laughs> things like what we call the California roll that has avocado. Yes. I know Japanese that, that, that will, they'll grudgingly say, yeah, okay, they like it. But th- to them, it's kind of a shock because you know, they don't have avocados in Japan unless they're imported. So it isn't something that they would normally have. And so this is like, well, it's kind of a bastardization of their, uh-huh. you know, of, uh-huh. of their culture. Okay. Uh, but another thing, you know, with Japan, it was interesting. I was reading this article. They're talking about people in Okinawa because Okinawans live... They, they live among the longest of anybody in the world. Mm-hmm. And they're saying, well, you know, their staple isn't rice, it's sweet potato, and they have a 10 to 1 ratio of carbs to protein. So right. there, have that, you protein, <laughs> you keto people. <laughs> yeah. But what they don't realize yeah. is that they have a saying in, in Okinawa, like they have it all throughout Japan, uh, a, a custom, more or less, of eating, which is harahachibu. Basically, eat until you're 80% full. Now, we have our own saying in the U.S., right? Mm -hmm. All you can eat. Eat until you hear the crack of the plate. That's right. (laughs) You know, it's basically, you know, um, uh, all you can eat buffet or whatever. Is is it all you can eat? Or I'll have a large or supersized meats. Always that quantity there, you know, just like give me more. Well, when you're only eating, and that's why if you often go to Asian restaurants, yeah, you wasn't very much. Yes, you eat till you're 80% full. And now, of course, the, the vernacular has changed. It's all you care to eat. Oh, is that right? Yes. Now, it's interesting in the Philippines. It's like one size fits most. Yes. <laughs> yeah. In the Philippines, it was interesting because I, I look at it language-wise where we have it all-you-can-eat buffet. They have it eat-all-you-can. Oh, okay. So it's a little different. It's a, a little change on there. A little and I thought, competitive there. Yes. <laughs> and I started thinking about that as a linguist. I got it. All right. So steak, you know, steak's a tough one because, you know, of course, you and I yeah. um, have sworn that off, at least currently. Um, but um, I have to say, I, ha- I have to laud the efforts of Anthony's over at the M. Mm-hmm. And and one of their big check marks to me is exactly what you have spoke about in this episode, is quiet. I like a quiet dining experience. Yeah. I don't. I don't need. I. I definitely don't like community tables, which is really big now. Uh, I want my my guests or guests to be able to hear me and speak and enjoy their dining experience and 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 be able to you know digest their food, you know some lovely music you know way in the background. And Anthony's uh, offers that, but also at the M Resort, which is the furthest south you can go. Um, it has not worked for them, unfortunately. They tr- they tried it. It's too far for most people. Locals, it was too expensive. They fell into this weird category. But it is a beautiful place, a uh, great place to eat, a beautiful views of, of looking at the strip from all the way south, all the yeah. way north. Yeah. And uh, I highly, highly recommend it. And as far as steak and American food, they do a great job. And we've even mentioned before, even though I just slammed the buffets. Yeah. Um, they have probably the best buffet, I think. I it's agree. the one that I go to. However, I, I will agree. say I did go. That they started serving a breakfast buffet on Sundays. Yes. I don't recommend that one. At $25, it's 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 a good $12 buffet. Mm-hmm. But for 25 bucks, I mean, breakfast food tends not to be over the top. Of, it's yeah. only about half the size of the one in the evening. But again, they say, hey, it's unlimited beer and wine. I really don't yeah. want to drink beer at nine o'clock in the morning. Sorry. Or, or the specter of crab legs. Crab legs. Yeah. I don't know what people's you know penchant is for that. Yeah. Uh, but yeah. that usually jacks it up like ten bucks. Yeah, exactly. So so that and this is that. Yeah, you know, it's only open nine to eleven. Yeah. Uh, on Sunday morning, so the only people that are there, unless they're they're staying in the hotel and they stayed up all night, they're mm-hmm. not going to be drinking beer and wine. They're going to be, you know, locals that that happen to be up at that hour. 
and and they're going to be wanting <laughs> or coffee. Gone to bed, yes, yeah. right. Yeah. We want coffee. I don't want beer and wine or mimosas or whatever. Right. Yeah. So that's where they jack the price up. Yeah. The food itself is good. But yeah, but I totally agree. So yeah. so if you want to get rid of the uh, the 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 crowds and the music and the noise and the yard uh, margarita guys, uh, you know, yeah. get an Uber, go even, out to the M. You know, even even a little bit off strip. I was thinking of Lowry's. It's it's unusual. It is, and it's a lovely, you know, sort of a 40s style, yeah, possibly 30s. Yeah, if you like prime rib. But I used yeah. to go there, as, you know, as, again, pescatarian. They mm-hmm. would have an Australian lobster tail. And salmon. And they, they had the salmon. salmon and they have a very yes. nice salmon. So. And they have an outstanding um, Thanksgiving dinner. Oh, do they? Oh, yeah. Okay, no you mind. have to make special reservations. Yeah. Um, and, uh, you know, it, it is not it is not high-end. But it's a lovely experience, yeah. You know, uh, always. Uh, so yeah, Lowry's, and that's over in the Howard Hughes Center, right? Um, uh, but yeah, totally. I I absolutely agree. Yeah. Um. So so seafood. Um, you're gonna laugh at these two, uh, John. Um, Joe's stone crab. Yeah. I ate there with uh, with our our friend Fred. Yes, and I've been and, there myself yes. too. Yeah. Um, it, it is uh, it is a kick in the nuts uh, when when you get the bill. Yeah. But uh, they do a fantastic job. Now they a la carte you to death like most steakhouses, uh, but it's really good, really good. A little hard to find. You know, it's on the ass end of you know the forum shops at Caesars. Yeah. yeah. Um, and then drop down the escalator there. But um, uh, I do recommend it. Um, if you can expense it, <laughs> get somebody else to pay for it. Yeah. Um, and then the other one, this is, uh, uh, you're going to laugh, but Gordon Ramsay's Fish and Chips. Oh, okay. I had a great time. And, uh, you know, it's, it's, uh, it is the opposite of what I, what I generally like. It's really loud. It's very Gordon Ramsay. It's, it's abrupt. Uh, and, uh, you know, the, the people are, are, the service is, a, is, is uh, brusque. You know, they're, they're, they're not there to entertain you. Yeah. They're there to, you know, Get you in and slam out. those plates in yeah. and out. Yeah, exactly. But uh, Gordon Ramsay's Fish and Chips. How about you? Where do you go for seafood? Where do you go? There used to be a really good place. I don't think it's there anymore uh, in the wind. It was mm. expensive, really expensive, but okay. it was really good. Um, but again, sometimes we, uh, we would get people come to the desk and say, well, you're close to the ocean. Imagine the seafood's good. I said, what do you mean? We're 300 miles for Christ's sake. Exactly. Know? Exactly. <laughs> Granted, if you're from the Midwest and you come here, we're closer than, than where you are in, in the Midwest, but we're not on the ocean. Right. So we're in the desert. Um, right. and, and, uh, we still have to, we still have to have stuff flown in. Right. You know, um, Emeralds Fish House. Over at the MGM, yes. If yes. you if you like that style, yeah. Um, it all also gives you the opportunity to have his classic um, banana cream pie while you're there. Oh, that's true. Yes, that's true. I was I was always sad about Emerald. You know, now now brilliant move. I mean, he he sold himself. Yeah. Um, literally, he sold his name, his brand, and his everything else. Obviously, he can use his own name. Uh, but uh, but you know, he he sold it, and they started doing. Uh, frozen foods in the in the grocery store yeah, and i yeah. you know unfortunately you know but more power to him i would have done it too i mean you know i'll, I'll take the seven figure and he gained off. about 50 pounds i guess maybe he was eating all the stuff he was demonstrating on his old cooking show yeah i saw a poster of him actually in the venetian of all things and you're absolutely right terrible and being a photographer especially in the commercial area uh, it was a marketing poster and it was him uh with uh, with his thumb up i think yeah and you're right, it, and it, and it was a it was a unflattering photograph, yeah. and it was so much of him that you had no idea what they were 
what wares they were hawking. It was just a giant emerald there. Yeah. So if you're going to the elevator from the from the Venetian, <laughs> go go and you're walking to this long hallway, look at that poster and tell me if you agree. Yeah. Terrible picture. Yeah, yeah. I've, I'd seen, I've seen him before there. That, but I haven't been to his places in a while, so I don't know if they've gone down or if... Because they had the Emeralds, they had the Delmonico Steakhouse, the Venetian. Right, right. Yeah. But quickly, because John and I, again, we, we're not a big meat guys, uh, but Bizarre Meats by uh, 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 Jose Andres. Yeah. Um, if you like charcuterie and interesting meats and meats that, ha- that have been really well presented, great place to go. But if you're not if you're not a meat guy, oh man, you know it's like kind of like Texas Day Brazil or Tejas yeah, Day Brazil. Yeah, yeah. It's just meat, 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 uh, meat sweats and meat you know, pass out and meat. Um, but uh, uh, it's not bizarre meats. Uh, a lot of people ask me that. It's bizarre, like a like a, a, a in Marrakesh, bizarre, B A Z A A R. But uh, uh, try that out. Uh, it, it, it's um, if you want a truly unique experience, I, I would definitely recommend that. Uh, I think, um, but you will have your fill. And if you're if you're coming off of veganism or vegetarianism, don't go there first. <laughs> no, no, you'll be dead. <laughs> yeah, you'll be on yeah. your knees. Yeah, and if you want something really, I mean, exotic or unusual that you're not going to get in most places, mm-hmm. there's always a lodge out at uh, Mount Charles, right? Right. Or a rattlesnake or whatever else. Yeah. Venison, yeah. yeah. Most of which I've had. Yeah. Uh, but it's okay. okay. Now, fine dining. There's one I have been to. I have worked near. I've worked with the staff there, um, uh, Guy Savoy at, yeah. at, at Caesars. Um, it is it is it is the classic fine dining experience. I mean, where you where all, all the only noise you hear is the rare clink of glasses. You know, uh, it is it is truly a dining coursed experience. Uh, great location in Caesar's Palace, but Guy Savoy, um, and possibly Sage at Aria, uh, a good step down from Savoy, but um, uh, I would I would recommend either as far as fine dining, um, especially if you're you're with um, uh, your significant other. Yeah, yeah, definitely recommend that. Also off the Strip, there's Todd's Unique Dining. He had a restaurant. He uh, on the Strip closed it, I think, or he left. And anyhow, yeah. he opened one on Sunset in Henderson. Okay, it's been there about now. God, it's must be there 10, 15 years. Todd, his last name's escaping me. Uh, uh Clory, Clory, C L O R E. I think I'm not sure if he pronounces the E or not. I will look that up for us. Yeah. Um, but as I'm doing so, um, we we uh we we did a list of best location restaurants. Yeah. Now. I did two. Um, I thought of two. Top of the world over at the Stratosphere. Oh, oh it's the Strat now. Yeah. They cha- They officially changed the name. Did you see that on the on the Super Bowl? I don't know if it was only locally shown. Oh, I didn't. No, okay. Yeah, well, keep they, talking. I'm going to find out what Todd's okay. last name is. They did, they had the name of the restaurant? Uh, Todd's Unique Dining. Todd's Unique Dining. Yeah. Okay. They did a, a, there was an advertisement. It was a commercial during the Super Bowl last week. Okay. And it showed, it showed the Stratosphere. And it showed, you know, there was a film of, of, of the castaways and some of the implosions. It says you don't have to, um, to, to you know, tear down a, uh, you know, a, a legendary monument or whatever to mm-hmm. just rebranding it. <laughs> yeah. So I thought, well, I really don't think that the stratosphere has been there long enough to, to have obtained that sort of legendary status. Oh, Granted, no. it's so tall, everybody no. sees it. But yeah. anyhow, they're now known as officially they've changed their name from the Stratosphere to the Strat, the which is you know the locals. If you worked here, that's what they call it. 
right? They called yeah. the people who worked at the Stratus. Yeah. Where do you work at work at the Stratus? It certainly wasn't a stretch of the marketing department. Yeah. yeah. yeah so all they had to do was chop some letters off the off the sign. But yes, absolutely, the top of the world. And, and they've opened new restaurants up there, but mm-hmm. that's a great view up there. Chlore or Chloré. Yes. Chloré, I'm not quite yeah. sure. Uh, but yeah, uh, Todd's unique restaurant. Yeah. I'll be damned. All right. Uh, the only, the other one is actually, I think, a favorite of, of, of almost everybody I know, Mon Ami Gabi. Yes. Uh, at the Paris. If, yes, uh, right in front of the Paris, uh, right on the, on the, on the well, depending if you're looking at it, on the right side of the Eiffel Tower legs, uh, it is at minimum a great place to watch Las Vegas Boulevard. Yes. Yeah. Uh, and uh, if you, they have outstanding steak sandwiches. That's what I always get there, steak sandwich. Um, uh, or used to, but uh, uh, now what? Day, you've been there. Have you been there recently? Not recently. No. No. And what what dining experience did you have at, at there at Mona Mika? Be? Do you remember what you had? No, I don't remember. Okay. I have a bad memory for things like that. I remember being there. I can I can tell you almost go right back to the to the to the to the table. Yeah. But in terms of the the food, man, I don't remember what I had. But it was okay. I mean, yeah. otherwise, I mean, it was. But again, it was that view. Maybe that was over overwhelmed me from the. Yes. You know. Yes, and you can see, you can see the Bellagio fountains. You can see yeah. uh, all the irritating, awful crowds. Yes. Um, and you can see the now entertainers. You know, dirty Pikachu's and yeah. and everybody. And drunk Gene Simmons. Drunk or, Gene Simmons and and there and, and Bumblebee. And the guy from the Hangover walks around with the, with the uh, baby. Zach Galifianakis yeah. with the plastic baby. Yeah. Um, let's see who who did I see recently? Batman. Batman. Spider-Man, Spider-Man, that's a popular Man. one, and, and terrible costumes. Um, a Wonder Woman, um, there was a Wonder Woman-Aquaman combo. Oh. Um, no good, never no good. Um, and uh, Showgirls Always. Yeah. Yeah. So you can see all of this from and perched just slightly above everything. Uh, so if you want a people-watching spot, that's good it. food, yeah. easier on the wallets, Mon Ami Gabi over yeah. at the Paris. Now, um Best dive restaurants. Now, you're going to laugh. Yeah. Maybe you will. Batista's Hole in the Wall. Oh, yeah. Around the corner. <laughs> oh, yeah. On Audrey. Our, our colleague Fred hated that place. <laughs> yes, though. he did. Yeah. Fred, our, uh, yeah, our, our colleague Fred, who, who is very much Italian. Yes. Uh, and he hated that place. I don't know if it was because <laughs> they had the rock cut wine on the table. Yeah, <laughs> it was. It was. Um, um, hey, that's nice. Who it cares? Is is wine. In, it is in the style of a Buca di Beppo. Yes. Uh, uh, if you want to see and eat more food than you can ever imagine, but it, 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 it's, it's the hole in the wall. It's yes. actually called the hole in the wall. Yeah. Uh, and it's off, it's near the Paris hotel on a yeah. road called Audrey. Yeah. Uh, now it's surrounded by construction, which is behind, you know, yeah, the, it uh, was hard. It was hard to, it's always been kind of hard to find. Yeah. You have to kind of know where it's at. Don't drive there. Either no. walk there from the Paris hotel or take an Uber or Lyft. Uh, but Batista's hole in the wall, it is yeah. truly, the this little dive restaurant and then of course the entire place is a dive i don't care if they've had all this new construction ellis island oh yeah oh yeah ellis island was the place to go for after midnight uh discount food discount breakfasts yeah um graveyard specials um horrendous karaoke yeah horrendous and they have the weirdest karaoke choices on the planet they had uh they had a guy there I don't know how you think that you can karaoke this, but he was karaokeing um, um, uh, Rockefeller Skank by Fat Boy Slim. Oh. And there's basically only about three words in it. Yeah. You know, and it was hysterical. But, but karaoke, 
Discount Food, uh, they used to have uh, one of the most notable prime rib specials. Uh, it was the Lost Leader prime rib, a slab bigger than your face. Um, and it was tasty, it was, you know, baked potato, and, and it was just, you know, if you didn't have heart disease, you had it after. Um, but it was fantastic. Yeah. But uh, uh, Ellis Island, you know, I don't know if they've gotten a little, I, I'm worried. Because I heard uh, on uh, on another podcast and from other people that they're starting to get like the 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 attract hipsters. Oh, we no. don't want that. No, yeah. we don't want that. We, we can't have be. dives and hipsters. You have to have a couple of dives left. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. You know. Oh yeah. Or sand dollar. Sand dollar. If you oh wanna, yeah, the sand dollar. Yeah, right, sand, sand dollar. Not not really a restaurant, but if you want to go and bar, feel yeah. feel a little nervous, <laughs> yeah. uh, but if you love blues re- uh, music and love uh, just drinking your fill, yeah. s- look for the sand dollar. Uh, okay, food trucks. We're wrapping this up, John. All right. Uh, food trucks. Now, now, food having a food truck. I don't know if food trucks are in and out now. I don't know. What do you think? Are they? Are they have hipsters killed them? I think the hipsters have killed them. Yeah. I haven't seen one in a long time. I mean, I know they're out there, but I did. They're I mean, very difficult to get in Las Vegas. Yes, Vegas. They don't. They they don't support food trucks. Not no. really. Uh, but there are some here. They they've gone through this this raft of paperwork and gone through all the licensing, and uh, I think it's because of the power of the strip. You know. Yes. They they don't want these little food trucks, um, but. Um, uh, there's there's a couple that I have photographed for another situation. I wasn't working for the truck. I was working for something else. Uh, and they, they, were, they were interesting. There was one called the Lit Grill. And um, it's a play on the, the current you know vernacular of, of those wacky kids and their rock and roll music. It's lit. Uh, but actually, it's meaning it's the, the whole truck is lit yeah. up. Um, and it's sort of a um, Mexican... Uh, street taco thing looked fantastic you know they had those wonderful looking and and it was it was packed now again food truck lots of people sounds pretty good to me so so i was told from, from a food truck guy that if you can look at the food and see a lot of people then that that's a good thing that's a good thing so uh, lit grill uh the the gold box again the whole truck was gold uh and this was cajun tacos Interesting. Yeah. Hmm. Um, uh, but seafood. Yeah. yeah seafood, there you go. You know, uh, you know la- landlocked Vegas, they have seafood. Uh, but uh, it was called the Gold Box. And, and again, their presentation was small, tapas style, uh, very reasonably priced. I mean, you're talking five bucks for like three street tacos. It was great. Um, and lastly, uh, for, for everything that is bad for you, uh, it, name a food and fry it. Uh, that's what, uh, that, it's Sticky Iggy's. Mm. And all these trucks were here where I was, and I was I was photographing this this uh, uh, this strange event, uh, and they were all there. But they look fantastic. But but the food trucks in Vegas, the best way to try to find a food truck situation is social networking. Yeah, that's what as I always. heard. Always, yeah. yeah, you gotta have to yeah, just put those. food truck into Facebook, and you'll see all of ours. Uh, but otherwise, there isn't one location. Uh, it used to be the Container Park. Yeah, they used to go downtown. Yeah, but the Container Park, honestly, it sucks. Yeah, it does. It's it's just not, it's not good right now. I don't know if it's ever been good, but uh, and I apologize to the people that are struggling there. But it's like you, a ghost town. Yeah, you don't you didn't have support. You didn't have anything yeah. any support. Uh, but uh, all right, we have a one question from Twitter. All right, from Japan. Oh, good. Toki. All right. T O K I. Toki. Toki. Right? Yeah. Um, and we we think it's a male. 
Yeah, we think he's uh-huh. a male. Uh, uh, coming in, I'm going to read it exactly as it came off Twitter. Coming in from Japan family is Toka, it should be Yoda Toki. Yeah. Coming in from Japan family is uh, is Pescatarian Easy in Las Vegas. I would say very easy compared to Japan. Um, it was When I went to Japan in the 80s, when I first went there, and I, again, I was there from 1984 to 99. Hmm. So I was there for 15 years. Uh, I didn't eat meat. And hmm. I thought, oh, great, I'm going to Japan, right? To eat a lot of fish, that's fine. But I found that a lot of places, you know, unless it was like a Japanese restaurant, you were, it was difficult to find something that didn't have meat in it. It was much easier to find something here. Right. So they had a chain of, of restaurants over there. It was Italian. I put that in quote in, in air quotes, Italian. <laughs> Basically, they had some pizza and spaghetti, lasagna sorts of things. It was called Caesarea. Could not for the life of me find something that didn't have meat in it. So they had a seafood pizza. And okay, I'll order the seafood pizza. It had ham on it. Since when do pigs swim in the ocean, right? So I had to, I had to peel it off. Um, but here, you know, because there's there are so many tastes, particularly now, mm-hmm. uh, you're you're pretty easy to find things. I never had any trouble at a restaurant here. Even even going to a place again, if you're willing to eat seafood, mm-hmm. you go to a steakhouse. Like I said, we mentioned Lowry's. They have they have salmon and they yes. have they have the um, they have the lobster tail. Yes. Um, almost every steakhouse is going to have something. Even you know it's going to have something a, a fish dish. It might mm-hmm. be it might be a token one. It might be just even I remember one time on a business trip, I was stuck. I had to go to the Outback Steakhouse. Mm. Right. Oh, what am I going to have at the <laughs> yeah, Outback? Yeah, you had yeah. to. Yeah, I had to go there. <laughs> but it was next door to the place we were staying. So I okay. go in there. Well, I could order I could order a, a salad. And then I ordered a side order of of um, a seared tuna. They have a tilapia that's actually pretty oh, good. Right? Although okay. I'm always attacked for saying that because it, it's a garbage fish. Well, it's yeah. a fish. I mean, yeah. you know, it's not yeah. meat. Yeah. So I had, I had you know I had, if I wanted protein source and you know there's there was the the uh, ahi tuna. Yeah. The grilled tuna. And there I have it. So I think it's pretty easy yeah. in that regard. So. All right, all right. Well, uh, one of the things that, that uh, uh, the Invisible Maybe is going to allow John and I to do is we're going to have some uh, we're going to have guests that can come on and talk about a variety of things not limited by the city of Las Vegas, um, one of which is, a, is a, an episode that's going to be dedicated to, to diet. Uh, and uh, we'll be talking to a dietitian and talking about the differences between all of the isms um, and, uh, but what would you say, what would you say, John, is the essential, uh, uh, difference between, uh, the vegetarian, the vegan and the, and the pescatarian? I mean, what, 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 is it, well, let's do, let's do pescatarian and vegetarian. Cause that's always one that, like you said early on yeah. in the show, people think eating fish is vegetarian and by definition it's not. No, it's not. Um, I think I think really you have to look at the finer. There's something called lacto vegetarian, which means that okay they, they don't eat flesh, but they'll eat they'll drink milk or cheese, which comes from an animal, but it's not the animal. Mm-hmm. So you know when I was that would kind of describe what I was if I didn't eat fish. Yeah, was because I didn't mind cheese. I'd eat that or eggs or something like that. Right. But I'm not eating animal flesh. Okay. So, uh, so there are b- varieties of, of vegetarianism. There's the stricter ones, yeah. you know, then, then the vegans won't eat anything that's an animal product, which would include, they won't eat honey, mm-hmm. uh, because honey is, is basically exploiting the labor of the, of the, uh, of the bees, right? I mean, sure. it's not from the bee, it's not part of the bee, but yes. 
Because yeah. I don't know if we're, we're concerned about the, the bee labor. Yes, but, right, right. Uh, but anyhow, so that know. would be that would be a difference. I don't think a vegetarian would have any problem with that. And okay. and as far as I know, um, they'll they'll both eat animal crackers. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. There you go. Well, again, John and I want to thank all of our fans, all of our listeners, uh, both new and old. Um, uh, it has been a very fun two years talking about Las Vegas and Nevada and everything in between. Uh, we, we appreciate everyone's listenership uh, so much, and we love connecting with you guys, and we love connecting with you on social uh, media and the podcasting uh, 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 formats, uh, of which you can find uh, the Pod Bay Door, the Las Vegas version of it, um, almost everywhere. Uh, so any format that you uh, prefer, you can find us there. Um, but uh, uh, thank you so much for your listenership. Please tune in. Uh, it's We're on episode, this is 95, uh, but but uh, in the next five episodes, uh, uh, we're going to tell you what the crossover is going to be, what the special episode is going to be. Our special episode, of course, is going to be episode 100. Um, and then after which, uh, we are going to um, uh, concentrate on the invisible maybe and talk to people uh, on all different types of subjects. So, so we hope you can join us for that as well. Uh, but for John, this is Jamie. And thank you again for two years of fun and Las Vegas. We will see you next week. Thanks to everyone listening and watching. You can catch the Pod Bay Door on the Podbean app or any of your favorite podcast apps, including iTunes, Google Play, TuneIn, and Stitcher Radio. You can watch the show on our YouTube channel at the Pod Bay Door Podcast. Please download, like, and subscribe. Our social connectivity screen is coming up. Check in with us on Facebook, Twitter, and WordPress. The Pod Bay Door is closed and Talent is out. Hey, everybody. Thank you very much for tuning into the show. We would love to hear your show suggestions and comments. If you're watching on our YouTube channel, please click to subscribe. You can also connect with us on Facebook using at PBD Podcast, on Twitter using at TPBD Podcast, and on WordPress at thepodbaydoor.wordpress.com.